Good afternoon and welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, Canadian Federation of Agriculture President Mary Robinson will talk about how the COVID-19 outbreak is impacting farmers. Also, we'll talk about Canadian Agricultural Safety Week. And up first in today's country comment, we'll chat with the Canadian Agricultural Human Resource Council about how COVID-19 will impact farm labor. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 90 minutes. Time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon, you're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. With the announced travel restrictions, farm labor is one area that will be impacted by COVID-19. Jennifer Wright is with the Canadian Agricultural Human Resource Council. Well, I think, um, as you know, the situation is really evolving uh, quickly, um, and it seems to be quite the fluid situation as well. Um, I know that there are definitely concerns about uh, farms that do employ um, temporary foreign workers, and many of those farms are getting ready to receive those workers for the upcoming um, season. Um, from what I understand, industry is working uh, very closely with the government to um, help understand uh, the impact uh, those workers have on the um, work that needs to be done um, at the value to uh, workers on the farm. And I'm not, I know many people are still not clear what the latest um, travel bans will mean for those workers. Um, But I do know that industry is working as closely as they can with government to um, communicate the um, essential need for those workers. Would you have any uh, numbers or stats on on how many um, of these workers are coming in, say, on a yearly basis? So um, if you look at the total um, workforce in uh, the Canadian primary production agriculture uh, workforce, about 17%. 17% um, of the entire workforce comes from um, international workers. Could Canadian workers fill some of these positions? I Definitely Canadian workers uh, may be able to fill some of the positions. I think, you know, one of the reasons that the um, agriculture industry has had to look outside of Canada for workers is because of the shortage of labour available in Canada. Um, which has, you know, kind of got us to the point of, of bringing in either seasonal or temporary foreign workers to make sure that there's enough people here to do the job. Now, Jennifer, wanted to uh, focus a little bit on um, each farm operation. You know, what, what are some things that um, they're going to have to start thinking about when it comes to COVID-19, uh, maybe some changes to procedures? Uh, well, I think um, as far as making sure that... Uh, Workers are um, following the um, public health recommendations that both employers and employees are aware of the steps to take to ensure um, a good, clean work environment and a safe work environment. You know, things like, uh, as we're hearing lots about, keeping uh, hands washed frequently, not touching your face, um, making sure that, uh, that work surfaces that are touched often, especially by a number of people are cleaned with kind of hospital-grade uh, cleaning, um, all those types of things to keep the workplace clean, um, as well as, um, you know, trying to keep a bit of distance, like, you know, social distancing even within the workplace when that's possible. 
That was Jennifer Wright with the Canadian Agricultural Human Resource Council talking about the impact that COVID-19 will have on farm labor this upcoming growing season. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Knute. The Canada-United States-Mexico agreement was ratified last week. Keith Curry is with the Canadian Federation of Agriculture. A deal is better than no deal. However, you know, we're still working out uh, how that's going to look for our supply and manage uh, system uh, with respect to any compensation for the loss that they uh, incurred during, or negotiated away during this, this deal. By and large, for most of agriculture, it's going to be a positive. It's going to mean that our products are still going to flow back and forth between the three countries. And that, that is a positive for uh, us in agriculture because we are such a large exporting nation. But we are concerned over the impact it is going to have on supply and management. We need to make sure that we keep those uh, sectors healthy. Canada was the last country to ratify the deal. And a number of factors are impacting the global economy right now. J.P. Gervais, Farm Credit Canada's chief agricultural economist, says there will be an economic downturn given the large implications of COVID-19 and the recent travel restrictions, supply chain disruptions, tumbling oil prices and the drop in the markets. Despite that, Gervais says there are some positives in all of this. Right When you think of uh, oil prices, lower fuel costs, perhaps lower interest rates, a lower dollar that always helps the industry. Um, so there are some positives, but uh, of course, you know, you have to, once you move beyond uh, the macro factors, you have to think about the, the, what's going on and what is expected to happen for the different crops and, and livestock. He notes there will be a rebound. The only two questions are what will be the magnitude of the slowdown and how long it will last. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Tuesday, March 17th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, Canadian Federation of Agriculture President Mary Robinson will talk about how the COVID-19 outbreak is impacting farmers. Yesterday, I had a chance to chat with Canadian Federation of Agriculture President Mary Robinson. I asked Mary what the organization is doing to help farmers during the COVID-19 outbreak. We have compiled a resource um, that, that's constantly changing on our website that helps uh, producers um, make sure they're employing the right kind of practices on farm and if they have any kind of grading or packing operation or what they should be doing uh, and, and pulling in as many resources as we can so that the so that our, our members have a kind of one-stop shop to, to help them uh, get geared up to best handle the impact of this on the day-to-day operation on farms. Now, I know you've been quite busy over the last few days here. What what are some things that are, or some meetings that you've been part of here? Uh, well, I just got off a call with AAFC this afternoon. They pulled together a bit of a roundtable, and there were probably um, oh, maybe 20 people on the call from, from across the country and, and a wide range of representation. We had grains, we had red meat, dairy, hort. Uh, we had uh, the SM5. Uh, food and beverage processing, meat processing, seafood, uh, you know, everything from uh, Kaya to the to the guys that are actually processing seafood and just generally um, an opportunity for the minister who opened the meeting and then Frederick Zeppi chaired it and an opportunity for them to uh, consult with industry to find out what the concerns are. So I, I'm encouraged that we're seeing that kind of uh, listening and uh, they're trying to develop different uh, reactive policies that will help us. So, uh, for example, we heard from someone within AAFC that, 
You know, they, the idea of animal transmission, obviously, uh, there's been a lot of work done on that, and it's not a concern, transmission from animal to people. But as you would find in the resource we have on our website at CFA, we're still advising people to not expose livestock uh, to COVID. It, it's best to isolate that just, you know, as it, this is such a quickly evolving and changing situation. Better to be cautious than not. We also heard from someone with an inspection saying that they were uh, gearing up to ensure that we wouldn't uh, see shutdowns of the movements of goods because of lack of, say, inspection or certification, and, and the government wouldn't lose its ability to maintain the safety of our, our food system through recalls and all of that. At the end of the call, there was um, we were hoping to get clarity on the situation in regard to temporary foreign workers. But um, I, I can't imagine how big it is for, for the federal government to sit down and, and come up with uh, a, a press conference on the fly here and answer all these questions with absolute clarity and, and complete uh, thought. Uh, so I think the issue of temporary farm workers and, for example, will workers from Mexico and the Caribbean still be able to gain access to Canada? We're lacking clarity on that, but we were assured today on the call that they will be getting that clarity, and we're going to have another call in two days. So we'll be sharing that. So I think a lot of this, just the same as it is for you and me at home, Corey, or on our farms or in our workplaces, we're all just trying to uh, to keep things going, moving in the right direction, and at the same time keep people's safety top of mind. Any any talk um, about whether the the virus can can move uh, be transmitted on on fruits or vegetables? Was there anything? Discussed yeah, there, there was talk about that, uh, and uh, we were assured that there's been extensive research done on this, and there's zero evidence, no evidence at all, of uh, food consumption uh, transmitting the disease or the virus. I, I guess going forward here. Um, when the government makes you know some of these upcoming decisions, um, one thing that you had mentioned here in your in your letter, um, you're hoping the government keeps the keeps agriculture in mind when making some of these decisions. For sure, yeah, uh, I think uh, it was said very well earlier today to me by Marcel Grolo. He says, uh, "If people don't have food, uh, they really won't be that worried about the virus." So uh, it, it it may seem like a flimp, flippant comment to some, but it, it's very real that we've got to see uh, uh, essential services and essential supplies maintained, and food is certainly very near the top of that list. And I was heartened in the call today to uh, hear what I thought from government was recognition of that. And uh, I'm hoping that we're going to see even a bit more leadership. Today we did hear our, our Prime Minister encourage people to uh, to not be buying more than they needed and uh, to cut down their visits to the grocery store. So being strategic in how they uh, go out into the community to secure their supplies. And uh, I think that's really all we can do is, is employ some common sense and push forward. As farmers get ready for the upcoming growing season, um, you know, what, what are some of the challenges uh what are some challenges that might come up here well uh cfa will be sending out a survey i'm not sure if it's gone out yet or not um to our members and we'll be doing this on a weekly basis and that will give people opportunity to have a direct conduit to us with any kind of uh, feedback of concerns that they think are what we should be anticipating and preparing for now we've heard from different um different commodities that they're they're well positioned as far as having their inputs on the ready for seeding season or uh, you know all, all the components in place I think there's there's probably quite a variety there as far as who is ready and who's not ready and 
how uh, how the flow of goods might be impacted in all of that. I mean, we are just coming off uh, back-to-back rail interruptions, so we already were kind of on our back legs before we started uh, with COVID. So moving forward, we have concerns about supplies, and there's a very, very big concern about the access to workers, Uh, not just foreign workers, but our domestic workers. I know in our operation, we have people that ideally it would be nice to see them able to make the decision to stay home. These are people that maybe are in a compromised immune situation but there's nothing in place that we can put our hands on right now that helps us say to them, listen, you go home and you will trigger employment insurance and you will be safe. Uh, because we have so many people that rely on that week-to-week paycheck that uh, they might not be in a position where they can make the decision that's best for them as well as best for the entire community. All right. Uh, that's all I had for questions. Um, anything else that you wanted to add here, Mary? This is not a sprint. This is a marathon, and we definitely have to be looking in the long term. So I really hope we get to see crop go in the ground, uh, and I hope that we, uh, you know, in a couple of months when this blows over, that we're in a position where we can go back to business as usual. That was Canadian Federation of Agriculture President Mary Robinson. We chatted yesterday afternoon. That's it for the Prairie Agwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email to the farm desk at goldenwestradio.com. I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Egg Wire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. A number of cancellations and postponements due to the COVID-19 outbreak. The Stanley Soil Management Association, AGM, scheduled for tomorrow has been postponed. The Manitoba Farm Safety Conference, scheduled for Saturday in Morden, also postponed. Manitoba Porks AGM scheduled for March 25th in Winnipeg is postponed. And the Royal Manitoba Winter Fair scheduled for March 30th through to April 4th at the Keystone Centre in Brandon has been cancelled. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Tuesday afternoon, this week is Canadian Agricultural Safety Week. I chatted with Marcel Hako. He's the Canadian Agricultural Safety Association's Executive Director. Yeah, well, this week, I guess, is, is to try and highlight the, the importance of safety. And um, we think it's a good time of the year because a lot of farmers that um, are into greens or, or cereals or whatever, this is kind of the time of the year where they get their equipment all started up. They start thinking about what they're going to be doing, um, get, getting their equipment ready. And what a better time than to start thinking about uh, safety on your operation, too. Is there a certain uh, theme this year? Uh, we, we have a fairly broad theme, so this year it's uh, growing ag safety. We're building on a three-year theme, and uh, figure everyone wants to grow stuff, and why not grow ag safety on your farm? Mental health, is that is that a focus uh, during this week as well? We have some resources, so if you go on our website, the agsafetyweek.ca website, we have quite a few resources there for farmers, uh, some practical ones on ladder safety, and then some others that are um, about... Uh, mental health, about um, resiliency in the family, um, actually even some violence in the family. So um, we have some resources there recognizing that uh, this is uh, also important to farmers. And tell us a little bit about the um, Egg Safe Ribbon Campaign. Right, so we started this a couple of years ago. Um, you know, you've probably seen ribbons on on people for different ki- kinds of occasions, and um, we took... Uh, uh, um, 
a clue from Alberta agriculture and when they have these jute ribbons for Ag Safety Week. So we decided we'd uh, borrow that with their permission and uh, it's been a, a big success. So when people could get together, they would probably wear their Ag Safe ribbon uh, just to um, as a testimony of how, how important Ag Safety is to them. I think this year we've got over 9,000 ribbons distributed across Canada. The COVID-19 outbreak, is that going to have any impact on, on what you had planned for this week? Or? Well, we our, our campaign is uh, basically an online campaign, but we do have quite a few provincial partners that had planned some local activities. Um, in White Mouse, we had a plan to do um, a showing of Silo, the movie, uh, that had to do with uh, grain entrapments. Um, I think um, Farm Safety Manitoba was going to do um, a training out uh, in Glenlee, and also there was a, a session in, in Morden. All those have been, unfortunately, all those have been um, cancelled. But um, the online presence is there, and uh, people are, are still focusing a lot of their attention on the importance of ag safety and uh, what farmers are doing well in terms of ag safety on their farm. Anything else to add here, Marcel? Uh, really, thank you for the interest. Uh, we know this is um, a, a stressful time for, for people, and uh, I think um, we're all, all on pulling the same way to make sure that everybody um, stays safe and uh, is there for tomorrow. That was Marcel Hako, Canadian Agricultural Safety Association's Executive Director, talking about Canadian Agricultural Safety Week. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. The Western Canadian Wheat Grower Board of Directors are postponing their annual convention that was set to take place this week in Regina. Organizers say they want to protect farmers from the COVID-19 outbreak. President Gunter Yoakum says it was to be their 50th anniversary. We will have our convention. We're looking at a November date. I want everyone to keep their chin up and uh, help out in any way, shape, and form in your communities. You know, be vigilant. Uh, Don't do anything crazy. Stay safe out there and keep the wheels of our economy turning. The convention was expected to attract producers from across Western Canada. A lot has changed globally over the last few weeks from the drop in oil prices to the impact of COVID-19. Farm Credit Canada's Chief Agricultural Economist J.P. Gervais says, well, we will see an economic slowdown, there will be a rebound. The only two questions, basically, one is, you know, what's the magnitude of the slowdown, right? How big of a drop is there going to be in economic activity worldwide? And second, what would be the length of that? Um, but there will be a, there will be a rebound. And, and so uh, at that point, you know, if we get a good crop, I mean, it's not out of the question that 2020 ends up being, you know, if we speak nine months now, that 2020 ends up being a good year. You know, it's overall, we need to look at what's going on globally, what's going on in the marketplace and how it will impact our economy. And the Canadian Federation of Agriculture is urging farmers to stay safe amid the COVID-19 outbreak. Keith Curry is the organization's first vice president. Certainly, it's about taking precautions, all the precautions that you need to make sure that you protect yourself as an individual, but also the others that are around you. We've cancelled any events that we've had scheduled as far as attending and that kind of thing. The whole agriculture sector is is shutting down to make sure that we really minimize the impact of this coronavirus and that we can move forward in a a healthy fashion. And so we're asking everybody to please uh, use good judgment and to make sure that you look after yourself. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program.
We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwestradio.com. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.